You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, Episode 3, Introducing Your Children to Unexpected Heroes. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. We all want our children to have good friends. Not just close friends, but good friends. Nice, honest kids who will bring out the best in our kids. And we want our children to be surrounded by adults, their teachers, their coaches, people who model characteristics that they can aspire to, such as kindness, gratitude, respect, and hard work. But so often, this feels out of our control. How can we control the character of who our children are spending time with when they aren't in our homes? We can't handpick all of their friends and role models. This can feel really discouraging, but today on 3 and 30, we're going to learn some really exciting takeaways for things that we can do to introduce our children to heroes the kind of heroes that we want them to emulate. And here today, helping us to do that is Jennifer Brimhall, one of my own motherhood heroes, a friend I've worked with through Power of Moms, who also runs her own website called Raise the Good. Jen's unique and wise philosophy is that heroes are all around our children, in good books, movies, shows, and websites. On her website, she has curated a list of the best of these resources for you to use with your family. I can't wait for her to tell you more about it. So let's welcome to the podcast, Jennifer Brimhall. Thanks, Rachel. I'm super excited to be here. And I have to say the feeling is mutual. You are one of my heroes as well, truly. So thank you for having me here. Well, thank you. (laughs) So Jennifer is the mother of five children, five, right? Yep, that's it. Ranging in age from 6 to 16. And to me, that alone makes her extremely legit. (laughs) Because (laughs) I can hardly manage my two little kids. And she somehow does it with five. Um, And what amazes me about Jen and what I admire is that in addition to all the life stuff, like getting them where they need to go and feeding them and all those things, You are so purposeful about really teaching them and instilling values in them. And that's why I love having discussions with you. And I wanted to have you on the podcast today. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So I was wondering if you could start by telling us a little bit about your motherhood experience and your website, Raise the Good, and what prompted you to start that. For sure. I think I came by this naturally. My mom would always read to us lots and lots of good books, and we really had limited media in our home. And so I think part of how I got started on this was just how I grew up. And um, as I had my own children, I would remember all the wonderful books that my mom would read to me. And as an adult now, I can look back and I can say, that was sneaky, what my mom did right there, (laughs) because she read us this awesome book that we were really into, but there were lessons of kindness and hard work and all of these other threads of character traits woven throughout these books that she had carefully picked. And so I was like, that's brilliant, because then my kids don't have to listen to me lecture them because they hate that. And 
I'm really bad at that. I mean, I'm not effective, you know, when I do that. But when we when we purposefully pick out the media that we'll be using in our family, whether it's for entertainment or for education or whatever, we can there are mentors all around us. And that's what I love is that we don't have to be everything for our children. And we can purposefully bring in these wonderful resources and wonderful authors and wonderful characters into our family. And they can mentor our children without us saying a word. And they're entertaining, they're thought provoking, they're heartwarming, and our children respond to them. And that's what I love about it. And so when I came to realize that in my own mothering, I became more and more aware of how many wonderful resources there are. And I wanted to share them. And I wore my friends out. <laughs> and so I thought, you know, I'll just start my little corner of the internet where I post all this stuff. And um, especially as I as I began to homeschool my children, that was kind of an, an unseen, you know, turn in the road a little bit. I became aware of even more resources. And so I've been able to get resources from lots of different perspectives and walks of life. And, and I love it. It makes me happy. Right. And that is such a gift to families because I don't know many moms who have the time to just, they're like, I want a great book to teach my kids about honesty. And then they have to go online and search about it, search around, find it. Whereas you've created this resource of different books, movies, all sorts of things that teach these values. So um, parents can just go and look at what you've already put together and then use it in their families. So exactly. that's awesome. So one of the things, one of the quotes on your website that I love, that will be the premise of our show today is children are great imitators. Give them something great to imitate. So I'll read that one more time. Children are great imitators. Give them something great to imitate. So what we surround our children with, with the media in our homes, um, they will imitate. That can be that can be kind of a scary thing when you think about it. Like, ooh, do I want them imitating that? Or it can be a really reassuring thing. And I feel like this is a really unique aspect of your work that I love is the idea that you can introduce your kids to heroes that are in media and books and different places. So that, that these characters and stories and movies can really become their role models and teach them life lessons. So our um, title for the podcast today is um, Unexpected Heroes, Ways to Introduce Your Children to Unexpected Heroes. So can you tell us, start with number one of... Um, how do we introduce our children to great people to imitate? As I mentioned earlier, I think there are heroes and mentors everywhere. We just have to look for them. And so I, I like to focus on books and media. Most of us naturally read to our kids or give them books for Christmas or have them read for school or, or whatever. Um, most of us naturally watch movies, um, different TV shows. And so if we can take that opportunity and not not you know do a whole bunch of extra work or anything but just be deliberate in what we choose then we can be we can just use that and raise it a level and so we're still reading a book but for example um there's a tale there's a book series for younger children called value tales that we really love in our family and 
it's they're basically biographies about famous people, but each of them is associated with a value. So Captain Cook is boldness, Marie Curie is learning, Helen Keller is determination. And so it 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 has cartoon characters that are characters that are woven throughout the book. But um, as I'm reading to my children at night, we can talk about these wonderful people. So they're learning history. And they're learning a value, a, a tr character trait that is important to me that I want them to learn. And then you could even take it further if you wanted to and, and do, you know, geography is where this person lived. And, you know, if science is involved with with their vocation or whatever, you can you can look that up and stuff as well. But um, just take what you're doing already and just raise it up the levels by just choosing deliberately what you're going to be watching and reading. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're already reading bedtime stories, mm -hmm. um, but maybe read something a little bit more educational than, I don't know, um, Captain Underpants. Is that is that a book? Yeah. Or is that just yeah, a movie? Yeah, that is. <laughs> no, that is. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. You know? And it yeah. And it doesn't even have to be educational, but put time into what you want to promote. Right. That makes sense. And these and so, value tales, I totally remember from when I was a child. Are these, know, they're totally old school. <laughs> are these like from the 90s and they yeah. had like the character on the front and mm -hmm. we had the whole series. And I remember like Louis Pasteur mm -hmm. reading about him yeah. and all these different people. So are these books still available for sale? Are they still for sale? You know, they're out of print, but you can find them on eBay and thrift stores and stuff um, at used bookstores. But they have come out with a kind of a newer version that's available. But there's like three or four stories in, in one volume. And that's about all that's available now. But um, used bookstores are great. Um, and, and again, it does not have to be educational. Just put your focus on what you want to promote. And so you could do Little House on the Prairie, you could do Chronicles of Narnia, you could do, there are a million wonderful books out there. Just make sure that, it's, you know, if you don't want to promote potty humor in your home, don't have potty humor books, <laughs> you know? So just think about what the books you're reading are really, truly promoting and, and teaching your children. Because we can have good mentors in our home and we can have not so good mentors in our home. Right. And for me, I think that even more than the books my kids read, I think about this more with the shows that they watch. Because mm -hmm. I feel like most of the books that we have are are quality. You know, they're good children's literature. Uh -huh. Whether or not they're teaching like a great value, I'm not sure. But I, I feel good about what we read to them. But yeah. some of the shows that they watch, I'm like, they're not bad, but they're not good. You know, I'm mm -hmm. like... Mm -hmm. um, what is this teaching them? Or it's just so much noise and banging and flashing and just, I'm, I, it does make me uncomfortable as a mom. Um, and mm -hmm. so that's something that I've been thinking a lot about. And so I'd much prefer that they, if they're going to watch a show, which sometimes they are, then I would prefer that they watch like Wild Kratts. Yeah. Which, yeah. You know, which is educational mm -hmm. about animals or um, my husband likes to get them watching like the planet Earth. Um, Those are great. Documentaries, yeah. things like that. Mm -hmm. And and Mr. Rogers, like my, yes. yeah. my husband will pull that up on YouTube and I'm like, they are not going to be interested in this. This is so old school boring. And that man is magic. I mean, they <laughs> they are glued to him and he is mm -hmm. so like civil and gentle and 
I just love Mr. Rogers. So, um, and I love this premise of your work that it's not adding more work for the parents. Like it's just elevating what they're already doing. Mm -hmm. Um, it reminds me of a book that I read back in the early 2000s. I don't know if these, I don't think these are still popular anymore, but they were called Eat This, Not That. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It was a series where like, it was like, if you're going to eat ice cream, eat this brand, not that brand. Like this brand mm-hmm. has so many more calories and fat and whatever, but this brand is better for you and here's why. And mm-hmm. if you're going to have chips, like this is the worst brand for you and this is the best brand for you. So I kind of think of that with what your work is. Like watch this, not that with your children. Mm-hmm. Read this, not that. Um, what about movies? Do you have ideas for movies? I do. I do. One that I just discovered a little while ago is Third Man on the Mountain. And I had never heard of this before. And I got to tell you, the old school Disney shows are great because they show families who respect each other, who care about each other. Third Man on the Mountain is actually about a young man who um, wants to be a mountain climber in Switzerland. He wants to do the Matterhorn, if I remember right. Um, And so it talks about how he you know, wants to be the first man up there. No one has ever been up there and he wants to be the first. And then he has a decision to make whether he helps a mountain climber who fell and broke his leg, or if he's going to be the first man up, if he helps the man who breaks his leg, he's not going to be the first man. And that has been his dream his whole life. It was his father's dream. His father passed away in a climbing accident. And so now it's his dream and he has to make this choice. And the, Mountain climbing, <laughs> you're like, they're all going to die. They're all going to fall. They have like this little twine rope around them. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it's kind of scary, you know, but um, it's it's a great one. And it, it teaches, it's a really interesting story. It teaches a good, a good moral and you just feel happy and warm and fuzzy at the end. You know, it's. And that dilemma of does he go for his dream or does he help this man? Mm-hmm who you told me a little bit about the movie and said that um, he wasn't he wasn't a very nice man, right? No, so that, he'd been a big jerk to him. Yeah. So that yeah. adds a, um, you know, an interesting inner conflict. And how great for kids to weigh that out and see that played out through another character and you could have a family discussion on it mm-hmm. and different things. So. And it's not a super heavy moralizing movie it's entertaining. It's, it's fun to watch. And then at the end you're like, Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. How he chose that instead of this. And you know, the villagers clap for him and celebrate that he helped this man. You just of, gave it away. I did. I did. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> but you know, it, it's fun to see him recognized for the good choice that he makes too. So it, it's, again, it's not heavy and moralizing in a big sermon. But it's just an entertaining, fun show. And the old Disney-style movies are really good for that. Yeah. And Jen has an entire list of family movie night movie ideas. Is there how many? Is there 50 on your list? There, I think there might be 60 now. I keep adding to it. But yeah, one for every weekend of the year and some for when you're sick is what I say. Wow. When they're sick, right? (laughs) And that's on her website. If you go to raisethegood.com. 
um, you can enter your email there and then you'll get that PDF of all these family movie ideas. So taking the, what we're already doing with media in our homes and then just elevating it a little bit and being deliberate mm -hmm. about what our kids are watching, reading, consuming, and introducing them to these heroes in these stories. And then what about takeaway number two? Takeaway number two is help your children to see heroes in real life, in the, the people in your neighborhood. And I love this because it shows our children that real heroes aren't, don't wear capes. You know, they don't have superpowers and lasers shooting out of their chest or their hands or their eyes or whatever, but they're real people all around us and that they can also be a hero. Um, for example, there is a woman who I just wrote about on my blog who her family, her extended family was having a very difficult time. And there was really nothing that anybody could do to help. And so she was so worried and upset and just had all this energy that she just didn't know where to put towards it. And then she found out that there were children in the schools who don't have enough to eat on the weekends because school is their main source of food in the mornings and in the afternoons. And so she decided that she would take all this anxiety that she has for her extended family. She couldn't help them but she can help someone else. And so she put together this program where she feeds 130 kids over the weekend. And it's amazing what she's put together. And to me, that is, that's huge. I mean, I just live in a very small community. Um, and so, but she feeds every single child in need in our community who needs food. And that blows my mind that out of her heartache and her worry, she, there are 130 kids who get food every week. I love that. That's so great. And for you to point that out to your kids and talk about that to them and let them know that there's heroes right there in your own small mm -hmm. town is so great. And I've also loved some of the features that you've done where you've talked about people who maybe aren't even doing anything that big. Like I think you wrote a post about your bus driver growing up yes. when you were yes. younger. And uh -huh. um, tell me a little bit about him. And he was just this, this old grandpa and uh, he, he was kind of gruff a little bit on the outside. He liked to give people a hard time. But um, if he saw anybody who was being bullied or anything like that, he wouldn't. He would stop the bus. He'd pull over. And he would not chew out the bully. He wouldn't be mean to him. But he would go to the person who was being bullied. And he would just let them know that he loved him. Wow. That's, that's, that's all that he would do. He was also a tow truck driver as a second job. And often when people didn't have enough money to pay for repairs or to pay for a hotel while their car was being repaired, he would just invite them to his home. And his wife would make them dinner and he, they'd put them in the spare bedroom or on the floor or whatever space they had. And then they'd feed him breakfast the next morning and send them on their way. And so we don't need to come up with a program, you know, that helps all these people. It's just one person at a time. Right. And that man was a hero to me. He was, and his funeral, everyone said the same thing. He had so many people at the funeral and they all just had so many wonderful things because he had helped them one by one. That's amazing. And pointing that out to your kids. I think sometimes it's just a matter of saying it out loud, taking the time to say it out loud to your kids. Like, you know, that checker at the at the cash register was so cheerful. Didn't that mm -hmm. make you feel so good that he was so nice to us? Or mm -hmm. I admire how hard that person is working to, you know, make these gardens look beautiful at this place where we're going to dinner 
or wherever. Yeah. It's like a lot of these things we may notice and think in our heads, but we don't think to pass it on to our kids. Mm-hmm. But saying it out loud and pointing out the heroes all around them, I think can really get them to start thinking and noticing that as well. For sure. Another idea that we do in our family sometimes is in the mornings, often we'll say three things that we're grateful for. Um, but if you put a little twist on that, because I know a lot of families do it, but three things you're grateful for and who's responsible for that. You know, who who threw that Halloween party for you? You know, who, you know, if we're so grateful we can go to the Halloween party, who was in charge of that? Who, who put that on for us? Or if we're so grateful for, you know, milk at the grocery store, who's responsible for that? You know, and just maybe talking about the different things that we're blessed with and who contributes to that. That's so great. I love that idea. And another thing that I love that Jen does, um, and this was probably one of the first things that I heard from you. Um, I heard about your coming of age celebrations and I was like, okay, I got to follow this woman. (laughs) I thought it was so great. Um, Is introducing role models to your kids within their own family through this special tradition that she has called coming of age celebrations. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Sure. It's gathering your family and close friends um, people who are mentors to your children. And and the first thing you have to recognize is that they are mentors to your children. Sometimes you think, oh, a mentor is some old man on a hill that you have to climb up forever to go find or whatever. No, there are mentors everywhere. And um, so we ask them to all come together. And when our, our teenager is, is there, um, we ask them to share their biggest life lessons, what they wish they would have known when they were a teenager, or um, how to be a contributing adult, or the value of, of goal planning or looking ahead or whatever they want to teach. Um, they just, they all come up with their own lesson or their own story that they want to share. And it's amazing. And do you, you do that on their, with. I think you do that on their 12th. Is it their 12th birthday? Our family does it on the 12th birthday because we like to tell our children that you are, you know, starting to become a, a teenager, your body's starting to change, you know, you're, you're getting older, different things. We, we are going to raise you to become not a typical teenager, but a contributing young adult is kind of how we approach it. Um, not that we expect them to be adult, like, but it's time to start, you know, putting away childish things a little bit and gaining new responsibility, responsibilities a little bit and start thinking about the person that you want to become and right. deliberately going after that person. And in a lot of other cultures, this this happens. They have like yes. an, an initiation to adulthood or um, something like that. So this is a similar thing. I mean, you make it an event. So you bring together the family um, and have like for your daughter, you had like a lunch party, right? With all of her aunts and grandmas. And um, it's all about celebrating her and giving her this advice and they each wrote her a letter and you put it in a book if I remember correctly Mm -hmm. right that's right yes so very special day it's not just like a quick passing thing yeah and then you just did it for your son recently right yes yes and so for him my daughter was our guinea pig she was our first one so that poor first child they get kind of you know ripped off but for my son we're like you know let's have a party and so because people are traveling anyway people are more likely to travel to contribute to your family if there's something bigger going on if they live out of town a little bit and so we thought well let's let's make this really special so he's a rock climber so we did 
rock climbing and we did target shooting. We live out in the middle of nowhere. So, you know, it's really easy to do those types of things. But all the men just got together and did manly stuff, you know, stuff that they enjoyed. We had a bunch of really good food. And um, they just played the whole time, which helps the bonding process. Play is really important to the bonding process. And then at night, we we started the campfire and we asked the men to share what they wanted to share with my son Gideon. And um, those who wanted to, boys are really tactile, particularly. I mean, girls are too, but um, we've we've adapted it over time to where we ask people to, if they want to bring a gift, they don't have to, but if they want to, have to have it. Um, lend itself to the lesson that they want to share. And so, for example, my dad, um, we have a pioneer, you know, great, great something grandfather. And so he brought a walking stick and gave it to my son and said, I want you to remember your great grandfather, how he crossed the plains five times trying to help other people come across safely. And so I would like you to go the extra mile and to think about others and how you can help them. And, um, and then my husband and I also give them a significant gift that's, um, I mean, it's not a big gift, but it's something that we hope that they'll use every day or see often and they can remember, you know, what they learned and how much they're loved. That's another big thing that's great about this, this celebration is they see all these people who love them and they, we ask people to write it out again, like, as you mentioned, so we can put it in a binder so they can revisit all these lessons and they can feel all that love over and over and over again. And they've got it for their entire life. And it's really, really transformative. Yeah, that is an incredible gift. And if kids are, you know, if someone's listening and they're like, darn, my kid's already 13. I mean, it's not too late. <laughs> no, you can I do it anytime. You can do I it anytime. And I've, I've yeah. thought too, as I've thought about when I would do it with my family, I'm like, 16 is a huge um, age. Well, in the American culture, you know, there's a lot of changes that happen there or even yep. 18 leaving home or absolutely. There's so many opportunities. So Jen yeah. has written um, a link to the article that she wrote about coming of age celebrations on power of moms. And that's what I originally read. But since then, she's actually written an ebook about how to put together your own coming of age celebration for your child if you want to. And I will link to that as well in the show notes for the episode. And then what is the third takeaway of a place where they can find role models or mentors? The third takeaway is finding mentors in education. A lot of times children can have a bad attitude about school because they don't have a relationship with it. You know, if there's a a subject that they're struggling with, um, it's, you know, it's, have a bad attitude. I hated math all growing up. You know, I hated it. <laughs> but there are so many mentors out there that I've, some of them are online, some of them are on YouTube and free. You know, some of them are are elsewhere. But we recently just found, um, we didn't just find, but we heard about this man in our community who is a well known author. He was on the New York Times bestsellers list, and I just thought, you know what, my daughter is an aspiring writer. What the heck? I'm just gonna ask him because I if he would mentor her and help her out. And, um, you know, he is so gracious and so kind and he has a lot on his plate, but he said, yes, I would love to, because I started out when I was young and I had a lot of people helping me when I was young and encouraging me. And I would love to pass that on and pay it forward. And so, and his time is limited. You know, he can't, he can't do a whole lot with her, but he's given her books to read. He's recommended conferences that she can go to. And that's another thing that you can go to is, you know, if your child has a particular interest, you know, take them to conferences. There are lots of 
things for, for teens if they want to be an engineer or if they, um, you just want to help them learn how to like math or whatever, put them in, you know, a robotics club that is sneaks math in, in a way that makes it exciting and makes it fun for them. And so there are a lot of different avenues to go about things, but truly just look at the people in your community and see how you can help in the community, but also don't be afraid to ask others because it's often very flattering for people and you never know they might say yes and it would be a blessing for both of you. Yeah, that's so great to hear. And I have to say, I have a story about a teacher that I had in high school and this isn't you, you're probably not going to be expecting this story. <laughs> it's not your typical inspirational story, but it has impacted me. So I was your overachieving perfectionist high school student, had to have the straight A's, had to have the perfect resume, blah, 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 killing myself, basically developing anxiety, you know, mm-hmm. the whole deal. Um, and I was in an advanced algebra class that was such a struggle for me because math is so hard for me and I am a writer. I'm like, I have the writer's heart, mm-hmm. but I had to get that A. And so I worked my <laughs> tail off and I went after school and everything and I got the A. But at the end of the semester, I said to my math teacher, what we were talking one-on-one and I said, Mr. Bartholomew, I stink at math. And he said, yeah, you do. <laughs> and then, but then he said, but Rachel, that's okay. You don't have to be good at everything. And you have so many gifts and talents. Go be a music teacher. Go be a writer. Like, don't dwell on the fact that you stink at math. Like, I'm proud of you for working hard to get the A, but it's okay that you're not good at math. And that conversation has stayed with me forever and mm-hmm. so impactful and important for a teenager to learn that, that it's okay not to be good at everything and to learn everything. Totally. And we totally need those voices telling our kids that, that they don't have mm-hmm. to be perfect, you know? Mm-hmm. And so having good mentors in our kid's life can make a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I love that story because... Often in our society, we feel like we have to be perfect at everything. But I think as long as we have an appreciation of things, we don't need to be perfect at it. We can see how valuable math is and we can admire the people who that is their talent, you know, but we can also be comfortable with who we are and and be happy with the talents that we have. So I love that story. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And you also have said that you use YouTube to give your kids mentors and education. So if somebody's saying like, I don't have a New York Times bestselling author or um, my, lo- my kid loves art, but we don't, I don't know any great artists around here. Um, what are some ideas you have for internet resources that people can use? Yeah, I love that because I mean, even if we do have people in our area, sometimes we can't always afford art lessons or music lessons or whatever too, right? Even if they are in our area, um, but arthubforkids.com is fabulous. I have a son who is six and he's already said he wants to go to France to study art, which I don't remember where I learned the artists go to France, but he knows that. And so that's what he's decided he wants to do. But I really don't know what to do with them at this point. So, but Art Hub for Kids is fantastic because it's this fun, fun dad who is an artist and he takes his kids and they sit side by side and you see this father's paper and you see the son's paper and they take your your child as well step by step through the process of drawing 
a unicorn or a car or a horse or a Pokemon or whatever it is. It's super easy. It's super fun. And this man is so enthusiastic and he has such a great relationship with his kids that it's, it's great. It's so fun. So my son will get on there for hours if I would let him and just draw away. And he loves it. And he catches the enthusiasm and they have just tons and tons and hundreds of hours of, of art lessons there. And you've also shared with me resources that are just like crazy videos, like cool videos of um, places and things around the world and how are these things made and how do they work and websites like that. And Jen actually sent me a, like a list of so many resources that she could talk about on the podcast. And I was like, there's just no way we can cover it all, (laughs) but I will, um, I'll make a little PDF and link it to this episode. So if you go to the show notes, so the the show notes will have the links to what we've talked about, but then I'll also put a little PDF on there if you want to click on it and see all of the resources that she sent me just for this episode. Um, You can see those. So Jen, this has been so incredibly helpful. You have so many good ideas and resources for families. And it's just amazing to realize that there are heroes for our kids all around us. And we don't even really have to go out of our way or add too much to our plates to help our kids find those. So thank you for introducing us to those, to the, to these ideas. So really fast, um, would you mind just reviewing the three takeaways for us? Where can we find these heroes? How can we introduce our kids to heroes in their daily lives? The first way is through books and media, making purposeful, deliberate choices about how we're going to be using those. Um, The second one is just looking around in real life, looking at the the person in your neighborhood who who always makes you feel like a million bucks, you know, whenever you're, you're near them. Um, and then the third one is just connect them with mentors in education who just really are passionate about what they're doing. No matter if they're in your neighborhood, if they're online, if they're, you know, it's a special class. Um, but just connect them with people who just love what they're doing. Thank you so much. And if you want to find more of Jen online, and I know you do, um, go <laughs> to raisethegood.com. And you can sign up there to get a list of those family movie ideas and um, that's where you can find her ebook on um, coming of age celebrations. And um, I also wanted to announce that I'm going to be doing a giveaway of some of these resources for families. So don't go away. I'm going to let Jen go on with her busy day. But then um, I'm going to give more details about the giveaway. Um, Jennifer, I can't thank you enough for being here. And for being one of those heroes that brings out the good in me as a mother. And thanks for spreading that to my community here on 3 and 30. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks for sharing your audience with me. And and I love what you do. So thank you. Isn't she awesome? Holy idea overload. So uh, you might need to go to the episode notes for this one to get those links and to just get a hard copy of... Um, kind of an outline of what we talked about. And it's easy to do that if you have the newest version of an updated iOS or whatever you call that on an iPhone, then you just scroll up within the episode and you'll see a 
tab there that says episode notes and you click that. You could also click on what says episode web page and that would also take you there. I'm not as familiar with Android phones, but I do know that if you go to my website, it's all there. So regardless of how you're listening, if you go to 3in30podcast.com and then click on this episode, you'll see all of the information there, including links to additional resources that we didn't even get to talk about in the podcast. I wanted to tell you a little bit more about the giveaway that I want to do. I love surprises. I love surprising people. And I thought that this would be a really fun thing to do during this first month of 3 and 30 to kind of celebrate. I have been hesitant to ask anyone to review the podcast until I had at least three episodes out because how can you review something honestly that you've hardly heard? But now that I've had the three episodes out and the intro, I feel a little bit more comfortable asking if you would review the podcast. Um, those reviews are really helpful in, get, in helping others find the podcast who might need it or want it or be interested. Um, and it's easy to leave one. So if you're in iTunes, you scroll, you go to the into the podcast into the three and 30, you click on three and 30 takeaways for moms and it'll show the episodes and you just scroll to the bottom of the page and you'll see write a review and you click on it and you write your review and then this is the key. The key is that you have to put a unique nickname in um, otherwise it won't accept your review. So if anybody on iTunes has ever used your nickname it won't accept it. So I was writing a review for another podcast and I kept putting R. Nielsen, R. Nielsen. It wouldn't take it because that's too common. So I had to put in something that was a little bit more unique and then it took my review. So if you would do that for me, and again, I'm not as familiar with how to do it on an Android phone. If it's not easy, another place you could leave a review is on Facebook, on my Facebook page, 3 and 30 Podcasts. There's a spot there for reviews. I will put a post on my Instagram about the giveaway, and you can just say there, I left a review. And then I'll do the drawing, and if you're the one who won then I will contact you via Instagram and I will send you a care package of some of these fun educational resources that you can use with your family. And I want to really tailor it to your family. So I want to know about like the ages of your kids and I'll get Jen's input and send you a few fun things that you can use to learn with your family. So that's it for this week, friends. I hope you'll think about heroes and mentors for your kids in the next few days. Remember, you can look in good books and media, in the real world around you, and in educational resources, particularly online. And I want to hear from you. Tell me what you're doing in your family to introduce your kids to heroes. Tell me about your favorite books, movies, and websites. And as always, I hope you have a fabulous week with your family.